Hello, this is Dr. Yishan, a board-certified sleep psychologist. If you have listened to my podcast before, you possibly know one reason I enter the field of sleep medicine is to try to understand the sleep problems in my own family. After I learn more and more about sleep knowledge, especially obstructive sleep apnea (OSA), this sleep disorder. Then I realized, wow, snoring actually is a bad thing. It's a signal of a possible sleep disorder because my father has severe snoring all over the years, and many of my friends' father or mother have the same problem. So when I grew up, I always think, well, people naturally do snore, but when I realized it's actually a problem. I went back to China and got both my parents checked out and diagnosed. So my father was diagnosed with severe OSA. Back then, I also did a sleep study, but I was not diagnosed. However, I was told I had upper airway resistance syndrome. So recently, I went to my sleep doctor in Stanford. And they suggest me to retake the sleep study, a home test. So I did it several weeks ago. So I want to share with you my recent experience doing a home sleep study. A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. So if you follow me on my YouTube channel Deep Into Sleep, you will see the video showing what this looks like. Basically, the doctor just ordered a home kit. It was mailed to my own home. After I opened it, it's a very small device, basically three parts. One part is this watch-like device, and they also come with a battery. I need to put the battery in, and then I need to put this watch part on my waist to wear it throughout the night. And then there's the finger part. I need like. Push my finger into this cap, so I have like a watch and a finger cap, and the third part is a very little round thing to check my heart rate, I guess, and other airflow related thing. I supposed to stick it. It come with a sticker, stick it somewhere near my throat. So I basically wear this sleep. For the whole night, and this whole device gonna be connected to a phone app, and the phone app will monitor everything going on. All the data gonna come directly from this little device to the phone app, and I was told that my doctors on the other end will be able to receive the home study sleep study data directly from the app. So I really just need to turn on the app, make sure it's working. Wear this device, sleep for just one night, and in the morning when I'm done, I turn off the app, say I'm done, and then I can throw away this device. I think weeks later or days later, I could not remember, 
I got an email from Stanford and they showed me the result. What the result they gave me was very simple, right? Just a number and tell me whether I was diagnosed or not. But here I want to explain to you how to understand the number you get from a sleep study. But before that, we have to understand a home sleep study normally tends to underestimate your sleep problem. If you go into the lab to sleep with a lot more wear on your body, sleep in sleep study lab for one night, that's normally the most accurate test. But the home study, I think, can still give us some data. If you meet the clinical criteria to be diagnosed with OSA through a home sleep study, very likely you're going to be diagnosed in the lab study and the number could be only higher. That's my understanding. But double check with your sleep doctor. So the result normally have two different type of number. The traditional one called AHI number. That means apnea hypopnea index score. So what that means? First, the apnea score. That means when we sleep, our airway would collapse here and there. So basically, for more than 10 seconds, we either completely stop breathing or our breathing reduced to 10% of the normal levels. Okay, so think about that. You may stop breathing for more than 10 seconds multiple times per night, depends on the number you get. And that's quite scary, right? And you don't even know that. And that's why a lot of people snore because their airway, their whole body work really hard, making noise even, try to get the air in, try to open up the airway again so they can breathe. So that's apnea score. And hypopnea score means your airway partially collapses when you sleep. So again, for more than 10 seconds, our airflow could decrease by more than 30%. However, there's no like consistent agreement on what hypopnea score is exactly. But basically, apnea, hypopnea together, right? This index can give us some ideas, like whether we stop breathing totally or we partially breathing, airflow really low for more than 10 seconds and how many times per hour that happens. Because if that happens many, many times, that means we don't get enough oxygen into our brain, into our heart. Of course, that's going to lead to a lot of health consequences in the future, especially the higher risk for stroke, for heart disease, right? For all those. So the AHI number, how we use the number to diagnose you, basically for adult, if your number less than five. That means within an hour, you have this kind of episode less than five times, then you are fine. You are considered as normal clinically. But if you got AHI number between five and 15, then you can diagnose as mild OSA. My recent test was diagnosed as mild OSA and my number was 8.5. It's still... I think scary enough for me, I need to go to treatment. Okay, so if your number is between 15 and 30, then you will be diagnosed as mild OSA. 
if your AHI number is more than 30, then that counts as severe OSA. And recently I learned this number can go up to 170, 60, something. And that is super severe, right? So it's like you stop breathing a lot of times within an hour. And that's very, very scary. Please go to seek treatment if you are diagnosed. This is really severe. I think OSA can harm our health much more than insomnia. I feel like insomnia is more like a mental struggle, psychological struggle, and it can be cured. You can recover from insomnia with the correct treatment, with the right help. But with OSA, if you leave it ignored, undiagnosed or diagnosed, you refuse treatment, then I think that can really impact your mental health, physical health, and your whole mentality, right? You may die early. That's very serious. So that's adult AHI number, how to understand that. For children, the standard is slightly different. So for children, if your AHI number is between one to five every hour, so that means you can already be diagnosed as mild OSA. For children, if your number is between 5 to 10, that's moderate OSA. For children, if it's more than 10, that's already severe OSA. So it's the, still the same number, AHI index number, but like what the number means, what qualify you to be diagnosed is different between adults and children. So for my sleep study results, I did not get an AHI number. I got a number called RDI. So what is RDI? RDI actually is an index number combined together, the apnea events, hypopnea events, and another event called respiratory effort-related arousal, R-E-R-A. So it's still per hour, how many episodes happened to you, but it combined all these three different things together. So what is RERA? That's actually, it's something, sounds like lighter than apnea or hypopnea. It does not meet the criteria for either apnea or hypopnea, but it still is abnormal breathing events when you sleep. Basically you have this arousal episode and your respiratory effort is noted by the EEG score, EEG data during the sleep study, right? So it's still kind of abnormal arousal breathing break. So RDI number, actually the category is the same as AHI. Even though these two numbers clinically are slightly different, but how to diagnose you is still the same right? Between 5 to 15, you are mild OSA. Between 15 to 30, you are moderate or OSA. And more than 30, you are severe OSA. So overall, this home study, you know, experience is very chill, very easy. I think the instruction is easy to follow. The equipment, wearing them to sleep, it's not too hard since they are so tiny. And I don't really feel them during sleep and the, they stay on me very well. They did not fall off. So the whole process was very straightforward. 
The only thing is this thing is kind of expensive. My insurance did not cover it because I haven't spent any deductible yet this year. So this equipment costs more than $1,000. That's something you want to double check with your health insurance to make sure it can be covered as much as possible before you go ahead to order a sleep study. But I strongly recommend if you or your family member have any symptoms of like snoring or no snoring, but you will like choke and wake up feeling choking, cannot breathe in the middle of the night, or you grind your teeth, you feel dry mouth in the morning when you wake up, all those you have to pay attention. It might be some signals of potential sleep apnea. If you are not sure, you should go to consider, you should consider go to get a sleep study. Talk to your primary doctor. They can refer you to a sleep doctor. Some of them can directly order a home test for you. Uh, or they can refer you to a sleep doctor. The sleep doctor can order a sleep study for you. And nowadays, home study is really popular. So a lot of people will just do it at home. So you don't have to go into a sleep lab. First, it's a long line. Normally, we have to wait for like three to six months at least to get a sleep study in lab. But home study, within a week, you possibly can receive it and start testing, right? It's easy to do and quick, and the results still valid can give us some great data. And once you are diagnosed, please really consider talking to your sleep doctor and figure out what's the best treatment for you. That's very, very important. I cannot emphasize it more. Okay, so today, this is my share of my personal experience of doing a home sleep study. And if you have any questions about that, please feel free to leave me a message or comment underneath the Apple podcast or on my website at deepintosleep.co. If you or your family struggling with insomnia, I have insomnia treatment course using the most evidence-based treatment called CBT for insomnia. And the recovery rate is more than 80% overall, the whole sleep field. So if you want to consider that, please check it out on my website at deepintosleep.co forward slash courses. I have one CBTI course in Chinese, one CBTI course in English. Hopefully that can really help you. Please feel free to follow me on social media platform or subscribe to our email newsletter. We will send out more sleep knowledge in the future through email. So this is Dr. Yishan. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Bye. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently. And there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. 
This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.